Where are you? In Scotland, where are you? I'm home, but you're in a different place. I'm I'm in my place of work. Oh, are you in not home? Yes. Ah, the other place. That's good. You've not you've like your own office and shit. That's kind of fancy. Well, it's 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 very much a shared office, but I'm the only one in the office today, so it definitely is mine. So I haven't had um, jeans on all day. Oh, uh, do you have any on? I'll put them on now, especially for the podcast. Yeah, I might. Is my camera not on? No, it's on. Oh, it's on. Yeah, I can see it. All right, Ken. Cool. How are you? I'm good. I'm quite sad your present hasn't arrived yet. Where did you send it to? Uh, see, I sent it to my email by accident. So I, I will, I will forward it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, that was a rookie mistake on my part. But I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, looking at my emails now. Like, yeah. like I'm that guy. So I'm obviously I'm on the MacBook. Yeah. I've got I've got my my, my things in my AirPods in, and like. I have two iPhones. What do you have two iPhones? That's quite baller of you. One's, one's for personal and one's for work. Work. I'm looking at my emails. Um, I don't see anything. Yeah. It, it, will, it won't be in your emails because I send it to myself. But it's... You'll enjoy it. Hopefully it comes during the podcast. It'd be very funny if it did to get like a live reaction. But um, what, are you, it, what are you drinking? I'm currently drinking... Uh, what am I drinking? I'm currently drinking a black currant with water, with a watermelon straw, with two very big uh, cube ice cubes in it. Why are you using a straw? Um, because I got some for my birthday. Well, not for my birthday. Can't go on for me to have drinks for my birthday, and I have lots left over. So I was like, I want a watermelon straw. It's a good time. Good times. Um, what Do we have an saying? agenda? Do we have an huh? agenda for the podcast? Do it. Do we have an agenda for this podcast? I've written down three. I've written down two things. Uh-huh. Birthday and marathon. <laughs> I, I think that's the most prepared I've actually ever come, to be really honest. <laughs> it's your birthday. It's my birthday today. It has been all day. Had birthday. Thank you very much. 24. 24. I like it. Yeah. Is that where the 42 comes from? Just your age backwards. No, the people ask me all the time. They're completely unrelated, but both completely brilliant. 24 and 42. I like it. What are you doing today? I am working while well, I was working. Then huh. um, tonight, Lindsay's actually not well. So I'll get home. I'll take Causeway out for a walk. Um, I've then got a run to do tonight. And then I'm going to have, I'm going to go to the pub and have a Guinness and then go home. That's pretty tame. Free time. Yeah. Uh, I hate running again. My legs are still extremely sore. Yeah, you listen, listen. You're making that mistake where mistake. you started running and you probably did too much too soon. Although the injury was unrelated to doing too much too soon, that was just being a little bit clumsy yeah, with your feet. <laughs> and then you've made the mistake of okay, I'm back from being injured. Let's do a short run, which was about. 8k or something you did and then you thought fuck it let's run for two hours and do a, a half marathon it was actually an hour 59 please no it was two hours it was an hour 59 uh, you were out of the house for two hours yeah no it, it, it was actually to be honest it was actually quite good because like i was hitting five my average pace was 540 
I was hitting 520, kind of like we're at 15, 16 kilometers, or no, 13, 14 kilometers. The last five. Well, no, sorry, my maths is rough. First 15, 16 kilometers, I was hitting about 520 per kilometer. And I was like, oh, because it's kind of like, it's like an mm. effortless one. I was kind of just running, I wasn't thinking about it. My, my yeah. phone would be like, my effort would be like, time, do, 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 do. It was like 520, 519. I had 513 at one point. Oh, that's fucking nuts. And it was like a very much like, I'm not trying to go fast. But then mm. there was one kilometer, it was like time, for a split, 5.45. And I was like, oh, oh no. And then like yeah. after that, I was like, oh no, my feet are in bits. My shins are in bits. That's five kilometers. which is fucking disgusting. It was awful. What, what, what you do find is, see, when you're starting to push the distances like that, like anything over 15K, you tend to find you can only go up in increments of like 10, 15 minutes comfortably. And yeah. then what it feels like, and this, this is what it feels like to me, might be the same for you, is... You get to that. So when did you start to tighten up? It's 16, 17 kilometers. Right, yeah. So that's that's about right. You, you All of a sudden, it feels like your legs are shorter and you can't get the same stride length and everything just feels so heavy. Um, so that is very, very common. So what, what most running coaches would say is try to only go up in like 10, 15-minute blocks after that. Okay, that makes sense. But what... Or Brian as fitness professionals say is right, okay, I did 20 kilometers this week. Let's do 25 next week. What do you think about it? That's 30 minutes. Yeah, I guess it's too much. It, makes, it doesn't seem like much on paper, but then you're like, that's half an hour running when I'm already fucked. Yeah. Probably not a good yeah. idea. That's it. So I like I'm I've conditioned myself. I'm now really comfortable up to around two hours, two yeah. hours thirty. I'm really comfortable running for that long. But mm. afterwards, that's where everything starts to tighten up. Yeah. I, I think I got to like 16 kilometers in and I was like, I felt good. I was like, I was still hitting about 520 average. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so ready for this marathon. And then yeah. the next kilometer, I was like, oh God, no, I really, really fucking not. <laughs> uh, but listen, like we should, well, we should, like in my opinion, most of us who train should all be comfortable running to for an hour. I mean, that's good. If you can run for an hour, you're doing really, really well. It's only... If you are training for events, should you worry about running for longer? And all I've, I've had this chat with you as well is don't worry about distance, just worry about time. Yeah. When you're getting towards the event, that's when you start looking at the distance. So although you said you did a half marathon, to me, you ran for two hours. It was one hour, 59 minutes. So it was two hours. The fact that it was 21K is kind of, it's good, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. So the, the yeah. other week, I was the run for two and a half hours. And it happened to be 26 and a half kilometers or something like that. Yeah, I get you. Mate. Yeah, you're kind of like, just do this amount of time. Yeah. See, like, see if you can cover that. See if you can actually physically move that amount of time yeah. and let kilometers my, do something. My goal for the two marathons that I'm doing is under four hours. Mm. So I'm, I'm practicing to run for four hours. Yeah. That's kind of sick, actually. Yeah, it makes sense. I never thought about it that way, but it does make a lot more sense. Yeah. A lot more sense. Do it doesn't make sense? Mm-mm. So yesterday, I had a really fun time with pre-workout. Did you see? I saw... Did you say you took 800 milligrams of caffeine? Yeah. I didn't mean to, but I did. I had a great workout. <laughs> I had a great workout. Don't be wrong. It was a fucking phenomenal workout. And then you lay in bed for a long time. Oh man, it was awful. It's happened to me once before, and it is the most because you're kind of like from my end, it's very much like 
I have so much caffeine. The workout was so intense. It was so like incredible. But I got home, I was like, I'm fucked. But my heart is also going like 2,000 beats per minute. Um, so I'm kind of like, <laughs> I want to sleep, but I also can't. Like I got home, I was meant to bring Caitlin to Dundrum. We were going shopping and then we were going to get pancakes after because Tuesday. Um, and then I got home from the gym and I was like, oh no. I went, I, I laid, I picked her up at half two. I got home two, lay down 15 minutes, fell asleep. Don't know how. Woke up to my alarm and I was like, right, got changed. Um, went to the bathroom, got sick, just pure pre-workout. It was like tropical jungle juice, fruit punch flavor. And it was disgusting to go out the other end, the other way, not come in, but to actually go out. Um, got the got the lift down. I was like, okay, I'm fine. This is fine now. I'll go get Caitlin now, um, which is just makes so much sense after he's gotten sick. Um, got the lift down to the car park. My stomach was like, no, no, we're going to do this again. I came back upstairs and I, I called her. I was like, yeah, sorry. Which the worst part is she's going to go 10. I was like, no, I'll come with you. We'll do half two. And then ended up being three o'clock before she went. Um, and then I lay in bed all day. Um, yeah, fell asleep for a couple of hours on and off. And yeah, it, it was a really shit time altogether, really. Mm. Yeah, but see, are you, see, are you doing the other hack with your marathon training? Are you training legs the day before? Because I told you to do that. I did it once. Huh. I fucking hated the run the next day. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you <laughs> So for people listening, the, the idea, the way I prep people for marathon training is, I need you to commit to three runs a week. All right, so you've got one easy run at the beginning of the week like tuesday wednesday you know 30 45 minutes cruisy heart rate stays low then you have an interval based run ideally wednesday or thursday and then at the weekend ideally sunday so sorry marathon is ideally saturday you do your big run so it's all and it's normally a slow run and then i always tell people on friday train legs because if you can learn to do your long slow run with sore legs come race day when you don't have sore legs from training legs the day before. <laughs> yeah, feels so much easier. So what I do on a Friday is I train legs. Um, and what, by the way, when I say train legs is what runners need to do is don't, don't do back squats. It's absolutely pointless. Do front squats and do um, single leg squats and lunges and lots of it. Um, then on a Saturday, I'll do a bike run session. Have you froze? No, 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 you haven't. On a Saturday, I do my bike, sorry, my run bike. Sorry, bike run. Yeah, bike run. So I'll do minimum 60 minutes on the bike, minimum run 30 minutes. So that's always tasty. And then on a Sunday is anywhere between an hour and a three-hour run. Just depends okay. on building it. That sounds horrible. I get it. it. But it sounds something I just don't want to do. I haven't done yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. it was it was easy last year training for triathlon because lockdown. Yeah, it's fair. Kind of like see yeah. this year because the world's open and I've obviously got this job and all now. It's like see the idea going home tonight and getting myself out for a forty-five minute run. Oh, yeah, just and it's meant to be intervals tonight as well, so it's not even. Wow, I don't know. Sometimes intervals feels easier than a long slow run. Because you're yeah. putting yourself in that dark place. I get you. The only thing I have observed for people who I know who run is that when we talk about it, it's never like a positive chat. It's kind of like, oh, fuck, I need to run. I'm really sore. This is awful. It's never like, oh, I went for a great run. It's a very lovely observation. I've realized that I'm not alone in that. I run, but I don't like it. I'm just doing mm-hmm. it because 
I did it once and I was told I'm literally doing marathon because I ran like twice or three times. Rory's like, do marathon. I was like, yeah, fuck one. Pay okay. 70 quid to end this marathon. I was like, what have I just done? I can't not do it now. This is awful. What a horrible <laughs> mistake I made. Um, oh, but it was actually, it. I didn't realize how long a marathon was until I did half the half marathon. Mm. Um, so I, what I do is so where I live, I live on the top of a very big hill and I made the mistake of starting my run at the apartment run down the hill and then finishing it coming up a massive hill because like a kilometer of just pure vertical and I was in absolute pain. So I drive down to the seafront and I was going, it's like nice flat along the coast. It's really mm-hmm. fucking nice. Um, but like when I got to 10 and a half kilometers, I look back and I was like, oh my days, this is actually like, because you can kind of see all along the coast. I'm like, that's I like, I can't see the pier. Like, I was from my end, it's pier to the pier. That's about three kilometers and seven kilometers forward. And I was like, I can't even see the second pier. Like this is just awful. Yeah. So, so things will mess with your head when when you're running. Um, so I like, I don't count the marathon in miles. I count it in kilometers. Kilometers, yeah. Because then it's four ten k runs. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how I've been looking as well. But also, so, when you do miles, miles just take so much longer to be to be told you've done a mile, you've done two miles. Kilometers, you're like, oh cool, yeah. five seconds gone by. I've done yeah. a kilometer. I'm There's close loads of different things, and then you can play with it as well in your training. It's because you can have your easy routes and you come with your hard routes and. Honestly, I would use that hill to my advantage because if you can finish each run and you have that hill, yeah, I can put you in such a good place. So I, I, we have steps that lead up to our house. So there's mm. 16 steps. So at the end of every run, I go up and down them 10 times. Ooh. Like I rarely post that on social. That's what people don't see. Mm. But I'll just go up and down them 10 times. So mm. as simple as that. Sometimes I'm walking up and down them. And yeah. sometimes I'm running up and down and just depends on, on the run itself. Um, so yeah, you get we think like that. So my, all my training right now is focused towards the Belfast Marathon. When's that? Uh, May Day weekend. So it's, it's actually quite soon. Ah, it's very soon. Actually. When, when you think about it, yeah. So, I, so I'm aiming for that. Um, and then after that, that's when I start getting serious out in the bike again for Ironman. When's that? The Ironman? Mid, Mid-July. Is that, where's that again? Nottingham. Oh, why do you think it was in Lanzarote? Was there one in Lanzarote? It's meant to be Lanzarote and then COVID. And then it was meant to be Cork and then more COVID. And then I did it in Eastbourne last year. And now I'm doing Nottingham this year. Um, the Lanzarote and Nottingham are not in any way similar. That's, not, that's an awful downgrade. Actually, no, would it be an awful downgrade? Because I'm assuming Lanzarote would be quite hot and quite disgusting to run in. And quite hilly. Yeah. Cork Nottingham actually, is... sorry, that's one thing I've heard about Cork. I'm doing the Cork yeah. marathon, and apparently it's very hilly. Yeah. Yeah. It I'm is. Looking forward to that part. It is. So not Belfast Marathon is probably standard, but the Nottingham Marathon on the end of the Ironman is flat. So it's less than 40 meters of elevation across 42 Ooh, kilometers. That is lovely. I know. That's nice. I know. And the cycle is less than 800 meters across. 180 kilometers. That one's a lot nicer than Cork. I haven't looked at the Cork route. I don't plan on looking until I actually do it. Um, I have. Uh, I know the Cork route because I was meant to be doing it, sure. <laughs> is, it a bit, is it a bit disgusting? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, see, let me see if I can find it. Let me show you this. Um, Cork. And there's a few people. Did you move house? What? Did you move house? 
No, I am in the same apartment. I am in the process of actually, I've a new, I've got a guy who came in for viewing the other week and mm-hmm. he's all good to go. So I think he's moving in now, end of this month. So I've faced myself now for another month on my own, which I'm actually kind of loving, to be honest. It's just super peaceful. <laughs> sure. Uh, you need to let me share. You share your screen? Yeah, I can't share. You haven't given me permission. Let me share. How do I actually give permission? Because I always make the other person the host. How do I actually give let, you permission? Let me share. Uh, let me share. See beside participants. I think there's like a wee shield. You've got such a zoom face right now. May host allow to record local files. Allow to allow to record local files. Just make just make me host. Oh god, okay. You know those. Yeah. Isn't that uh, your podcast? Please <laughs> <laughs> look at this now. What, what can you see? I can see a black screen. Can you see I that? I can see the, yeah, cork. Yeah. All right, so oh, see this hill? That's a big right. hill. Iron Man 2019, as you can see. this They, they run up this hill as well. Oh. So the, in 2019, this swim was cancelled because the conditions were so bad. Where do you see this? Can you hear it? No. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, let me more uh, share sound. You're just looking at that hill. Oh, These are the elite athletes, by the way. You can tell because those bikes are about seven grand each. That's not me. I'm not elite athlete. I get tired really fast. Go! Where's so many fucking hills? Somewhere in here. Oh, is it that one? Look! Oh! <laughs> That's me walking the bike up. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, like literally, look at go. Walking up the hill. That's me. That's how I'm going to be fucking running this marathon. Uphill. Walking. <laughs> oh, it's still playing in my ears. I wish that would stop. Oh. So for for the listeners, what I showed them is that like there's all this footage from 2019 when the weather was so bad, um, and like I said, the swim was cancelled, and it's just people like dying going up the hill on the bikes, and then if you follow on that, there's like the same thing where they're just basically crawling up the hill when they should be running. Scale force wins. Yeah, that looked. Yeah, I saw that. That that, that didn't look like it fucking helped either. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, like. So good luck with that. Yeah, I did see. I didn't do much research into it. I was more so a case of like, I think it was my my the way I went in. It was like right double marathon. That's October. Ah, I could do sooner in October. So Cork was in June. I was like, ah, June seems good enough. I didn't actually think about how long or how the actual like terrain and course was. Mm. Didn't think about that part. Um, I don't run. No, no I'm, I'm really pleased you're doing it because like if you're doing a half marathon already, I mean, like you're in a really really good place. Oh, it's just painful. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Um, I was going to say something there, but I completely forgot what I was going to say. Uh, what were you going to say? I don't know, but I, I completely forgot what I was going to say. What's the crime yeah, to do right. anyway? I feel like we haven't done a podcast in years. 
I know this is uh, actually my first podcast of the year, believe it or not. I haven't done my own podcast since really? December. Do I haven't even been sending daily emails? Um, what, what I've kind of had to do just with this job is I've had to prioritize things. So mm. I've just put like, I know, I'll put daily emails on hold for a while. Um, and obviously my podcast as well on hold for a while. So yeah, doing this job takes up a lot of my time and energy. So I just have to protect that. So I've, I've become real, we were chatting about it today and how, like, how much I value my time and energy right now above yeah. other things. Um, so yeah, and you know, obviously prioritizing all that. So come, come the end of this month, we get married. So that's, uh, that's where all the effort's going into. Fantastic. That's what, that's... Three weeks? Three weeks in a day? Three weeks, 24th. Ah, me. Hey, Phil, you nervous? No. Good. That was a test. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was. Um, yeah, it's fucking sick, though. Because um, you were obviously going to get engaged, but then Paris was cancelled on this. Then Paris was cancelled. It was bullshit, wasn't it? Actually, I'm going to London tomorrow. Oh, are you? Sorry. Oh. Yeah, her... Yeah. No. Her sister is pregnant, maybe next month. And she dropped on a Caitlin at a party. Caitlin said that she'd go visit at some point before the baby came out. Came out. Was born. Nice one, Dan. Um, so we're going over tomorrow evening. Come back Monday morning. And yeah. Right then? Yeah. I was given out I was given out to apparently I, I don't book stuff when we go on holidays. Caitlin does all the booking. I don't do anything. So last night I, I went on my phone, I was like, look at things to do in London. And I saw you can climb the O2. I was like, ooh, this is cool. Now, I know the O2 was damaged the other week from the storm. So I kind of was like, ooh, can we do it? You can do it. Um, so yeah, I'm, we're climbing the O2 on, on Sunday, which should be quite interesting. Class. Yeah. Apparently, it's going to be quite windy, though. And wet and windy is going to be legit. I know. There's another storm landing on us. Mm-hmm, fun. You mentioned something there that was quite cool about like protecting your energy. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I know what it means myself. And I, I think it's a cool thing to talk about. But like, what does it mean to you? Like, What would that mean? The example I come to is, um, right, this, I need to be careful how I word this. Um, Right, so what used to happen with me was when I went home to Belfast for the weekend and I would post on social media, I'm home, and then you get four or five people who are like friends, acquaintances, or, you know, it doesn't matter what category, but the people I know and like and respect, and they're like, oh, you should have let me know you were home. We could have had coffee. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I know we could have, but it's kind of like if I wanted to meet up with people, I would be initiating that. Otherwise, you're wanting to meet up with me. And you're obviously, and I mean this in a nice way, but you want to gain something from it. Might just be my friendship. Might just be chats. It might be financial. It might be business. It might be help with fitness or whatever it might be. So I have to decide, right, is this worth my time? Is this worth my energy? You asked me to do a podcast today. I was like, is this worth my time? Is this worth my energy? And it always is because it's me. Always is. Always good. Um, you know, or it's like, you know, when I maybe give you another example is you might be training in the gym and the lad might come over to you and he might see how you're doing tricep extensions with the, the, the straps you put on your arms. Yeah. And I might be oh, Dan, that's really cool. What's that all about? And you might tell him a little bit. It goes, you know what, Dan? That, that's really interesting. Could I, are you doing much after the session? Do you want to, do you want to grab a coffee? Mm-hmm. So then that puts you in a position. It was like, is this worth my time and energy? Because it, 
This could lead to personal training. This could lead to finance. This could lead to he's just trying to get as much out of me for free as possible. This uh-huh. could lead to friendship. And then it's a trade-off because you were planning on finishing your gym session at four o'clock. All of a sudden, now you're not getting out of the gym until five o'clock. Uh-huh. So it's that trade-off. And it's you become, and what I've noticed um, now that I've entered back into employment is what I wonder if my employers are listening to this, is what employers do is employers steal both your time and energy. Oh, but we pay you money. You're still taking time and energy. So I'm very, very protective of my time and energy, especially when I'm not working, which is why I've stopped the podcast and I've stopped daily emails because time and energy, especially once you like you reach the age I am of 24, um, so I, I was doing a live oh, course. We're the same age now. This is so cool. Oh, we've never been the same age before. This is cool. <laughs> oh, next year you'll be twenty five. Next year, you, last year you're twenty four and I was twenty three, but now you're twenty four and I'm twenty four. So it's okay. Yeah, no, I'll be weird next year. Um, <laughs> so like I'm still twenty four. I was running the live course, so I was doing the sports massage course, teaching them yeah. how to do sports massage. So it's meant I was here for effectively like fourteen days in a row, Monday to Friday. So I had to be in Glasgow. So and I didn't get to walk my dog for four days. That's why I want to spend my time and energy. I don't get paid to walk my dog. I get paid to be here and mm. do this course. But it's, it's that trade-off. And yeah. I'm really, really aware of it. Um, you know, a- anyone who's listening to this, uh, you know, who's a parent, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, w- you and I don't quite get this as because we're not parents. It's how valuable doing the school run is mm. and how much parents love that. that. Like, the me and you, that's a bollock in the middle of the day, three o'clock every single day. Yeah. You know, half year, all that school traffic. But see the apparent, see that 20 minutes driving their kid to school, that that's stuck in traffic. That is precious, precious time. So it's where they want to spend it. So that, that's kind of what it means to me right now, protecting the time and energy. I want to make sure what I'm spending my time and energy on is valuable and I don't give it away cheaply. Yeah, fair. I think it's one of those things where you're kind of like, you very much more often than not just learn the hard way how to kind of do that. As yeah. in, just like you're always, I think it's very much, I think from a PT point of view, it's very easy as well because you're kind of like, especially like a new PT, you kind of think about the kind of environment you're in, you just want new clients. You're kind of you saying yes to fucking everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. We're kind of just like, it kind of goes elsewhere as well to the point where it's working crazy hours, making fuck all. And you're like, oh, well, this actually is not worth it. Um, like there's a time yeah. fucking hell, I was working, I remember I was working in Westwood, I was, I was doing PT, about a month or two, I was doing PT from six till 10, came home 10 till two I was doing like my own work two till fucking four I was training and then four till ten I was coaching again and like oh, there was a lot of clients I was working with one-to-one who were just cunts <laughs> like I had one woman who I mean unnamed but she I don't know what she she was she did something with her she did something to her wrist and her physio told her x y and z and I was literally just watching her for five minutes doing her physio exercises and I was like this is just I'm being paid I'm like I don't want to be here I'd rather be at home doing nothing than being paid yeah however meant to spend five minutes with the one while I don't actually do nothing. Um as you know online you'll have some clients who kind of they, they pay and they do their thing but they don't really give you they don't check in and then you're kind of like I'm just wasting my time with the person. And I think you know obviously when you start off you want people coming in, you want business, you want money, you want to be like, oh, I'm the busy BT, but then you kind of realized, oh shit, I actually like my time. You know? Mm. And something I got me personally I fucking love now because like I think what I fucking love it online is that I can just stop and start whenever I want. And I think that's really like 
working in an office that kind of way as well it's kind of like you know you're kind of work eight hours from here to here as best you can whereas now i'm kind of like okay i can work here when i feel productive i can take a break when i'm not come back when i feel productive that kind of way um Mm -hmm. and it's quite nice and i think my doesn't go online very much came from sending up kind of like i need like my energy my time is super important to me the point where I, i want to control every fucking minute of it that kind of makes sense yeah it's pretty sick it's pretty fucking sick yeah no, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. Um, that's what I said. Remember I messaged you like three, four weeks ago and I was just like, I don't know what I want to do next in terms mm. of who I want to help. So I don't know whether to go all... And I, I keep swithering on a, a couple of different ideas. So I'm like, do I want to like go back in hard on online PT mm. or do I want to focus on helping group fitness instructors business? Or do I want to be like the coach for group fitness instructors? So I, if you're teaching your group fitness class, how do, how do you get better teaching your group fitness class? I quit Westwood and go online. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's nobody there that helps people teach group yeah. fitness classes yeah, no, better. Um, so I'm kind of, but it, it needs to be something that lights me up. Yeah. And I'm not sure you. what lights me up because um, I know what does. Sorry, I know what doesn't. Yeah. No, I completely get you. I, that's my, I think yeah. that was really my what pushed me over the edge when I left Westwood. I, I think I told you a story I was teaching this back when COVID meant we couldn't teach inside because um, COVID can't get you when you're outside. Well, you can be around people, but you, it, if you're outside, COVID can't touch you. Yeah. Very scientific. Um, and I, I was, it was a CX Works, which is now, I believe, called just Core, is it? Yes. Les Mills Core. Les Mills. Yes. Uh, it's abs. Is it, I was teaching the Les Mills Ass and Abs class. Um, yes. With the, with, the, with the stretchy bands. Yeah. And I remember I there was two women in the class. Now I'm outside, a pair of runners, two socks, tracks at bottom, socks, tracking something to my socks, two t-shirts, two hoodies, and a coat and gloves. Um, because it was November and it was very cold mm-hmm. and snowy and or not snowy, it was very rainy. Um, and I was doing CX outside because it was raining. I lay on my mat and my coat got soaked. And there's also two people in the class, which is quite shit because there's two people in the class. One of them was a middle-aged woman who had never been to CX before got one of the tubes and like not the strap but like the tube and there they always slap you and she kept snapping herself but like more than usual and I was like you <laughs> fucking cop on and stop snapping you're like I'm like I know you can snap yourself easily but like you're snapping yourself every two steps would you fucking stop like but I, but that was my fault she was snapping herself and I remember they went inside I lay in the mat this soaking wet mat it's like half an hour in the fucking rain like soaking wet mat and I was like oh like this actually isn't my time worth it anymore I was fucking I was just nah <laughs> I can't fucking do it anymore uh yeah that was awful now bear in mind yeah. class before that we're not we're fine but that one class i was like nah i can't do this anymore this is the, i'm out mate remember i need you to remember this moment because i have the perfect story to back that up which i will tell you about in next month's podcast oh why would you do that oh 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 Oh, I have the perfect story for that. Which because the, there there comes that it's that realization, and like for any for like I, I really feel for PTs who are made to teach group fitness classes, yeah, who don't want to be there. Um, and even if you even if they understand, well, hold on, if I am here, means I'm not on the gym floor cleaning and doing tasks means I can meet 20, 30 people. But even if they're just dying, like teaching the class, because they don't want that attention, but they're made to do it. And there comes that moment. And like, just imagine, here, imagine this. Imagine COVID hadn't come around. So you were never teaching that class outside. 
would you have been pushed to that moment? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How much more could you have taken? Yeah, that's a thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. If COVID didn't hit, like, like, I kind of, I'm all online now because of COVID. Because it kind of, it, I was like, oh, I can't go to the gym anymore. I can't train people to the gym anymore. So I'm going to just put everyone online and just put a lot more effort. Obviously, it's more so, I, I, a, I always wanted to go fully online, but I didn't really have time to do because I was a mess with all the fucking time because I didn't say no to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was on, like, I do online in my spare time. And then because COVID came around, I was like, okay, well, I have to put everything into online now to have some means of income. And then when November came around, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave Westwood now. Um, but yeah, I completely get you. Like class, class is a funny one. Like they can be, they can be a bit of crack, but at the same time, like I didn't become a PT to teach classes. And I think, mm. I think it's, uh, it's one thing I know is a Westwood massively. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Westwood's a really cool gym. I really love Westwood. Um, like, I, I completely, listen, I get it. It's a very much a class-based gym. And like you're, you know, you go and you teach your class like this. Like you know what you're getting into. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, it's not like I went to the West and I was like, fuck these guys. I no, I knew I was going to teach classes. But I think one thing that I do hate seeing is like, most PTs don't become PTs to teach classes. Do you know that kind of way? Correct. But like, Correct. teaching a class and getting paid for a class, like the gym gives you members. It's easier It's easier to be a paid for a class than hustle on the gym floor and find clients. It saves the awkwardness, mm-hmm. saves the, the rejection. It's kind of like, it's an easy thing there. It's kind of like there's less risk and less reward, but there's less risk you're going to do anyway. And then yeah. you see a lot of PTs you get really comfy, like, oh, I'm just going to teach class and that's fine. And you're kind of like, well, you don't actually like doing it. You're still here to doing classes. Like, what the fuck's going Like, come on. I think everyone gets that point where they kind of like tick. And I think November was that point for me because I was like, I'm doing classes, this is fine. But then I was like, I don't want to do classes anymore. I was like, I'll, I'll, I was kind of like, I'll do classes because like, I, it's my job. I sign up to do it. I'm well, like, I hate people who kind of like who whinge about their class. They're like, oh, I hate that I'm doing this. Like, well, no, you sign up to do it. Like, you, you know what you're doing. It's, it's back. It's almost back to the theme of how this tangent started. It's, it's like time and energy. You know, yeah. for a while, for a while, that's okay. It's yeah. a PT. If it, like if you don't want to do it, yeah. You won't like, really find you, a PT who won't say yes to everyone when they start. Unless they have like a ton of followers, they can do what they want. Do you know what? I'm just out of the other room where there's a, a live course going on. I'm basically just saying that. It's like at the start, say yes to everyone because you need mm-hmm. to learn who you want to work with and more yeah. importantly, who you don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. I learned very, very quickly. Apologies if I offend anyone here, but listen, let me tell you this. I don't mean that apology. Is I learned very, very quickly when I was a PT in Fitness First Boucher Road, I did not want to work with mums. Yeah, because when I was working with mums, they spent the majority. I wasn't the right PT for them, and they weren't the right clients for me. So it, it, it's it's fifty fifty here. Is I learned very very quickly. I don't want to hear you talking about your kid all day. I I was twenty year old kid at the time yeah. myself, yeah. so I I don't want to hear you talking about kids. And then secondly, what mums tended to do a lot, and understandably so, I didn't understand it then. I understand it now is they would cancel sessions last minute because something has come up with the child. Yeah. Fair priorities and all that time and energy. Yeah. Balance. But I learned very quickly, yeah. I do not want to train. Yeah. So yeah. one of the questions I asked in my consultations was, uh, what's your family status like? And if they were a parent, I, oh, not that I would put them off, is I would want to get their sessions paid up front. This was back when you only charge for sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be, I wanted to find out exactly how motivated we were. And there's no better way to motivate someone than to make them pay money upfront because they will not miss sessions when they get yeah. the money upfront. If yeah. they're paying 25 pound a pop, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, like if all that, if all that makes me sound like I'm being like I'm a bit of a dick around them, but like you trying to run a business here. Yeah, I think it's 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 you said about fanny people before. It was kind of like not every PT PT's mum. There are like there are PTs who are specific to mums and we, we, you know, that's fine. Exactly. Like, but most PTs just won't coach that demographic. But just don't mm. say it, but they're still not doing it. Like so, me personally, I'm the same. I remember when I was beating in the gym, you know, same thing. Do you know, like I'm like I'm listening. I was 20, you know, I lived in it, I was 20, 22, 22 when I left, 22 when I left Westwood. Um, and like listen, like I'm 22 years old. I've not to be horrible, but I've no interest in what your child is doing in school because you're the reality situation is your child's about six years older than me. You're horrible. Your child is like your child is closer to my age than your age. Like, I'm gonna to relate to them a lot more than you. So I'm like <laughs> I get to them, I'm kind of like, well, I can kind of see their point. They're a fucking teenager. I'm 22 years old. What do you expect me to fucking say? Do you know? Now, mm-hmm. few years time, I'm sp- it, when there are my little army of Dan's are running. They're all called Dan, Dan one, Dan two, Dan three, Dan four. Um, when my army of like seven Dan's are running about, I'm like, yeah, I will probably give more of a shit about what your child is doing because I also have and we can bond over that. But right now, I'm kind of like. I don't definitely that definitely sounds like some sort of new martial arts the army of seven dance yeah where so my my <laughs> thing is we're gonna start a band uh that's yeah no nah, that's nah, nah. um i can i can I, see it i can see it now i i don't want to pursue that conversation anymore martial arts and all that was cool but now you want to do you want to do something i mean we can we can like, do kung we can do fucking jujitsu in our space like in like breaks that's fine there's nothing wrong with that there mm. it won't be like traditional jujitsu it'll be like our, our own like fucking fake boxing jujitsu and that might be me hitting my kids that's not what i'm saying but it'll be it'll be safe and it'll be music. So are are you for or against hitting children as discipline? I'm so for. No, I'm against. <laughs> you near died when I asked that question. Uh, All the I'm, listeners be like, "What? What? Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna say no because I do. Just, you, do don't. you support Russia or Ukraine? Why are you doing? I obviously don't support Russia. Obviously, I'm like don't do so, that. See any of your friends? Do you have any friends um, who are strongly against Protestants or Catholics? Not really. No, I don't. I don't. Or I British or EU much. or anything. I don't really so mix that kind of. I don't really mix. Like Caitlin's from England, so I'll have the, I'll have the odd jab. I'll call her probably. Yeah, Caitlin's. Well, now she was born in London. Live there for she's 23 now, 24 in April. And sorry, in June, she's almost fucked up there. 22 and 24 in June. Sorry. Um, and she'll be the same age as us, yeah, as, as us, yes. Um, and then next year she'll be older than you. Um, but yeah, no, she she's 24, she's 24 now. She lived there for two years, so she's been in Ireland for 22, but she'll always say, I'm English. I'm like, you're not really. Oh, good, very good. Hey, you know how I was in Dublin the other week doing the module, yes, right? So Full disclosure, went out on the Saturday night with Adam and Rory. Pissed. Yeah. Right, absolutely pissed. Um, so I went straight from Westwood and I had my big yellow coat and I had my big bag, my big Dora bag. So strolling right. around Dublin, went to Brewdog, went to another bar and then went to a bar called, it's either Bows or Bows, B-O-W-E-S. Bows, yeah. It's renowned as being like one of the best pints of Guinness in the city. So that, that's the reason why I went there. And it's, listen, it's a wee, wee, tiny bar, tiny pub. Yeah. Walked in, 
10, 11. By the way, this is the weekend where restrictions were suddenly dropped in Ireland. Yeah. But you know how you just got no warning? Just yeah, we were like, like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I just go, so it was that weekend. So everyone was going fucking mental. All right, so I went into the pub and there's me, yellow coat, 10 o'clock at night, yellow coat, big bag, clearly a foreigner, clearly <laughs> a tourist. And I walk in, we struggle through. It's obviously really busy. Rory goes to the bar. You'll love this. You'll love this. Rory goes to the bar. Your listeners will love this as well. And Adam and I go down the back and I'm trying to struggle because there's expensive kit in this bag. So I'm trying to put it somewhere. So I'm drawing attention to myself, taking my jacket off. And the guy, what the crowd of fellas beside us. By the way, I'm pissed at this point already. Yeah. The guy beside us says, oh, are you on holiday or something, lads? And I was just like, no, no, mate, I'm just over here and work. And I pretty much said it like that, clearly Belfast. And he was yeah. like, oh, you're naughty, are you? <laughs> and I looked at Adam, and Adam smiled at me. <laughs> and I said, yes, yes, I am. It was whereabouts you from. And I was just like, oh, here we go. And I just said, would, would it make this conversation really, really easy if I just said I was from Derry? And he was, oh, are you from Derry, are you? I was like, no, I'm from East Belfast. <laughs> and Adam's face and I, like, I was lucky the guys all took it as a joke and they were all just as good spurs because that could have backfired oh. big time <laughs> pretty yeah like I've never like I never kind of have had that before I guess I've never kind of been involved with that kind of like as in any of that kind of like you're a different generation yeah exactly yeah. Um, here you haven't asked me about your stag about your witch oh the stag yeah what which actually get up to actually? Oh man, it was really, really good. Um, so the short story of events is we foot golf on the Saturday morning. Saw that. That looked quite good. That looked quite good. Five snow, aside no, football. Wasn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a second. Yeah, That's hell. My story. Five aside football on the Saturday afternoon. And then or then we went to this big house that which we hired, and we just like basically got on it, drank for two days solid. Um the house had a bar and all put on it. So we just brought our own alcohol, poured our own pints the whole time. It's really, really good. Um, but mate, the foot golf was hilarious. So standard stag is they'll always dress the stag up as something. Mm. Standard. So none of my mates are into fitness. They always give me abuse for being into fitness. Fine. I don't mind. So I was expecting they're going to dress. I'm not going to be wearing any clothes. I'm going to be in a bikini. They're going to dress me up as a fitness model or something. So I was expecting speedos. But literally, that's what I was expecting. Mate, see the day before, I shaved my chest because I was expected to be basically naked. Yeah. And then we're going up to play foot golf. And it's up a mountain. I knew it was snowing. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be freezing. Because <laughs> I know they're I know what they're going to dress me up as. Yeah. Get up there. And like not not a surprise, right, Reggie? There's there was no um presentation about it which is like right Ricky there's your outfit go put it on I looked at it and it was a big fat woman Zumo suit and I was just like happy days <laughs> here's here's the second best bit it's meant to have a fan in it to make it puff up yeah they didn't have a screwdriver to put the batteries in it so hmm. I got to wear this over my clothes so it acted it was waterproof and it insulated me because it was yeah, I was the warmest one there. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, Daniel, secondly, the last one in every hole was to, that's what she said, the last one for every hole was to take a shot. Yeah. Ricky, do you agree? Ricky, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, dead on. I know how to kick a football. I used to be a goalkeeper. I used to be a very good goalkeeper. I know how to ping the ball. 
I dead on, mate. No worries. All right, no worries. Ricky, there's your ball. Handing me a rugby ball. And I looked at them. And I looked at the conditions. There's snow everywhere. And I was thinking, this is going to work to my advantage. I know how to kick a ball. You kick a rugby ball the exact same way you kick a football. You just prop it up. It's fine. And what's going to happen as soon as it hits the ground? It's going to stick. Great. I came like second and third in every hole. Boom. Just pinging it every time. Like <laughs> what, the shoot, what the shoot have done is actually give me a golf ball. <laughs> that sounds really convenient though <laughs> it. It, it was brilliant and especially because bless his wee heart Rory was there yeah. and Rory doesn't play football no no so he doesn't how's, how like so I'm competing against Rory with a football and I have the rugby ball <laughs> that's so good that's absolutely fucking fantastic though. oh man it, it was so good so good just the two days and like I again back to that time and energy is I really appreciate this because I live away like I was the one that left all the mates mm. and now I see when I come home and we have the I like people say oh did you just not go out like Belfast was open I was like nah we, we wouldn't have enjoyed that yeah mm-hmm. I get you see I have to my brother actually funny enough my brother moved away to Australia this morning um and I yeah <laughs> casual casual just yeah went away he just left this morning uh, yeah no so you know he lost Australia the missus the fiance I have the same fiance now officially um but um he they're getting married now end of next year and I am best mm-hmm. man so I have to organize whatever so I don't know where he's gonna be if he's gonna be in Oz if he's gonna be in Ireland but the crack is there they're getting married in Ireland but like I don't know when they're coming over for it mm. so yeah it's just gonna be a bit of pain to be honest but uh. I said Vegas, but then they told me I had to pay for it, and I was like, "Let's not do Vegas." Um. Yeah, see, yeah, I I do not subscribe to this mentality. Let's kill the stag. I I think it's so immature. Yeah, it, I, I I I don't even I, I don't even get it. I was like, if you kill the stag, he doesn't remember. That's no fun. Yeah, like all, all my mates were paralytic by the end of their own stags. Yeah, I was a lot like I, I you know they're handing me shots on my stag. I didn't do any of them. So, yeah. No. No. Yeah. What are you going to do if I don't? Do you want me to yeah. tell you what to do? Do you want me to tell you what they did? They drank the shots themselves and they yeah. were all paralytic by the end of my stag. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so I don't describe to it. Oh, let, let's tie them up. Let's, you know, tie them up in a lamppost in the middle of the street. I was like, why? And then you look at how hens do a hen night. Yeah. They're lovely. They're yeah. so nice. <laughs> Like Lindsay was treated like royalty on Sunday, and you know it was all good. They had games, and karaoke. Um, they played a little game of Mister and Missus. Um, you know why recorded some answers, and they then they played it for Lindsay yeah. based on her answers. And like every time you get a question wrong, you have to do a shot. And like that's a really nice game. That like, sounds really wholesome and nice. I wouldn't mind yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas on on my side, they basically wanted to dress me up like. In, in this fat outfit and make me take shots at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> There's only one way that's ending. Seems fair. It seems like a good, <laughs> a good start to a day. I remember my, what was it? So I used to, when I was, my brief sit in college, I played hockey. And so any of the fresh, you have to like, obviously you're a little initiation and whatever that. And my brother was the like club captain at the time. So he was in charge of everything, which didn't run in my favor too, too well. Um, I remember that night ended with me getting sick on myself in a bus. Um, my brother put me in a taxi to go home, realizing I was too drunk to go home, brought me to his girlfriend. And the only part that I remember is me 
on his girlfriend's at the time's couch in my boxes with a pot beside me to get it sick into. And then I just killed over and fell asleep for an hour. Um, yeah. It's just not fun. And there's also another, actually, my PT night out when we finished my PT course. Um, myself and my Rian started drinking at like two in the afternoon because we watched the football. Um, and then by like, I wasn't even, maybe 10, half 10, I was passed out on the side of uh, Dawson Street in my own sick, again, running theme here. Um, it just isn't fun. No, <laughs> Mate, we're going to have to call a day. Mate, yeah, I have, a call, I have a call now in 10 minutes. So I was about to say the same to you, actually. That's uh, been really good, but hang on afterwards. So, you know, when like when we say, like, that's the end of the podcast, yes. just hit stop recording. Don't hit yes. end call, because I'm going to oh, yeah, call no. you back. I hate people do that. It's, it's stupid. So I'm like, why yeah. would you do that? Right. So, we'll title the podcast Time, Energy, Marathon, Stags Being Sick. I back it. Done. Uh-huh. Right. Everyone, goodbye. Ricky, goodbye. Wink, wink. <laughs>